0: Hey everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and we are coming up to the end of the year. Uh, This is the week of Christmas and Festivus and whatever other holidays, uh, third day of Hanukkah, whatever day of Kwanzaa, I don't even know, um, and Festivus is right around the corner. So whatever holiday you're celebrating, we really appreciate you listening and really excited to uh, see you here on the uh, next couple of weeks as we roll into 2023. Today, I've got Mark Savant on. And Mark is someone who came from my industry, the financial industry, and started a podcast, started growing a podcast. And then he became a professional podcaster and he helps other people. So this is a great story for those of you that are out there going, you know what, I've got an idea and I can have a podcast. You can learn a little bit about Mark's uh path and how he did it mark welcome to the show buddy
1: what's up what's up what's up happy are you, festivus? My friend? i'm great i'm great i hope there's not going to be any airing of grievances on this upcoming festivus day but there, i'm excited there, to jam with you
0: there shall be airing of grievances and wrestling going on <laughs> life is good well let's start off mark with uh, your story how did you get to where you are today
1: yeah what's up jeff freedom nation so excited to be here today my story, while long, started really about four and a half years ago, which is when I started side hustling. I started experimenting, going back even a little bit further, graduated from college from Florida Atlantic University and was looking for a job in business. And my father said to me, hey, Mark, why don't you just come work for my insurance agency? Okay. And at, the, at the time, it was a good fit. I made good money, more money than i had had before, get to work with family. It was a solid job. However, about five years into it, four and a half years ago, I was like, this is not not doing it for me. I'd wake up every Monday staring at the ceiling and being like, why do I have to go in and do this job? (laughs) Oh, the pain, the (laughs) anguish. And I decided I'm going to change. And I started looking at all sorts of different types of businesses, everything from real estate to even going deeper down into financial planning. I was looking at. Vending machines, Amazon FBA. I even looked at opening up mattress stores, <laughs> but nothing seemed to be a good fit for me. What I recognize though is that I'm listening to podcasts every day. I'm running, I'm driving, I'm learning constantly. And why don't I just start my own? And the second, about a month into launching the Awesome Dad Show, which was all about fatherhood, something I'm <clears throat> very, very passionate about. About a month in, I was like, in the past month, I interviewed a celebrity, I interviewed a Super Bowl champion, and the mayor of my city. I was like, this is pretty freaking cool. This is pretty freaking cool right here. (laughs) I was like, what? Like, what have I been missing? And so I committed, I'm going to do this for at least a year, see how it goes. Even if I don't make a dollar, I'm just going to stay consistent. And what I found over the course of the next few years is that uh, I enjoyed it. I was good at it. And people actually started paying me to help them with their podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's really how my journey was formed.
0: That's awesome. So you now fast forward to I guess what about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. You, so now, yeah. So you went from I'm an insurance guy to now I'm a professional podcaster and uh help other people now full time. And, right? and, and,
1: To be fair, there were a lot of scrapes and bruises and pitfalls along the way because, Jeff, I didn't have any experience in broadcasting. I didn't have any media production experience. I'd never produced a YouTube video before. Mm -hmm. I'd never even done really an Instagram reel. They weren't even a thing at the time. So I was green. I was fresh. So I started learning, uh, learned a lot. And, you know, again, through this process of podcasting, when I recognized people weren't paying me to teach them how to be a better father, that's when I launched the After Hours Entrepreneur. Okay. And the After Hours Entrepreneur podcast was really a, a way of me sharpening my skills, sharpening my sword, teaming up and getting mentorship within that production and business industry. And then, you know, there was about a point, about a year ago, I was like, okay, we've got momentum. I've got an offer. I know who I want to work with. I want to work with busy professionals. Uh, I know what I want to do. I want to launch podcasts and I want to manage the podcast on a monthly basis because I've got a great team. I'm very knowledgeable. I have all the systems and softwares in place. I know how to do it. And so I really leaned in. And then about six months ago, mid-2022, I I left the day job. I had that freedom moment. Mm-hmm. Woo, that freedom moment, baby. I wish it for everybody. And I, I just, I'm not, look, I haven't looked back since. Since then, the After Hours Entrepreneur podcast has now become a globally ranked top 1% podcast for young entrepreneurs. Uh, The the production agency keeps building. I run a podcast pro group that keeps growing. And uh, it's just, I think it's a really exciting time to be in media production because the, just the sky, the sky is the limit. That's awesome. That
0: is so huge. So talk a little bit about what, uh, what you're working on with, like, what, what's the, a lot of people want to be a podcaster. What's the, what's the secret sauce of becoming a successful podcaster from your perspective?
1: I think more so than anything, Jeff, and, and again, this is within the context of, of professionals. Yeah. You, know, you, you, wanna, you know, you're trying to make money, you're trying to generate income, you're trying to generate status in your industry, credibility. I think the most important thing for, for the business podcast, the professional podcaster, is being clear on who you're speaking to and what problem they have. Mm. the more clear you are on who you're speaking to the problem they have. And then lastly, how you can actually solve that problem. I I think that's the key. Yeah. You know, the the majority of us, we wake up every morning, we have a set of problems, you know, how do I plan for my retirement? How do I sell my home efficiently? What the heck is an NFT, (laughs) right? Whatever your problem is, you're looking for solutions. And if I can listen to one of your episodes, it solves my problem. I'm going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep coming back because what, what I find in the business world is that if you can solve a small person, a small problem for someone, they're going to come back for a slightly bigger problem. Yep. And you know, if you solve the $1, then the $5, then the $100, before you know it, they're, they keep coming back and they keep bringing friends and family. So to have a successful podcast, focus on your listener, who they are, what's their problem, and how you specifically can solve it. I love that. Absolutely love it.
0: Um, So talk a little bit about, let's say I come to you, I've got a podcast, I really want to be successful, you know, I've got a a little bit of an audience, I want to grow that and all that, what's, what are some of the things of your process that you're working with that person, and how long, typically, are you going to work with them?
1: Right, so... If if there if you're in the process of thinking, yeah, you know what, maybe I would like to have a podcast, that mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty cool thing. I'll be able to interview and get get leads. I'll be able to connect with sponsors, I'll be able to to grow my existing audience, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will take a podcast from idea to iTunes. Nice. Generally in about 60 to 90 days. Okay. Depends on the client, depends on how quickly they want to go. But generally I think 60, 90 days is a, is a good course. Um, You know, and I have also added onto the back end more resources because it's not just enough to get the show out there. Yeah. There's, there's some refinement that goes with it. How do I sound better? How do I look better? How do I ask better questions? How do I automate stuff? So I'm not just spinning my wheels. And so really trying to help clients get the clarity and the structure is is really where I start with and then I I try to bring clients into my into my my community my my infinite resource if, if you would so they can continue to kind of learn and educate and whether you're launching a, a brand new show or if you're in the the regular monthly production you're automatically getting access to a community of, of like-minded individuals it's included within that within that monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been kind of an aha moment for me in my business, Jeff. If you're in, let's say a business that it has high ticket offers or high ticket sales, um, there can be months where there's feast or famine. Yeah. You know, one month I get three or four or five new clients where things are rolling. And then you go through a couple months where not much is happening. And so having a community uh, where you're kind of spreading out, diversifying your risk, you're still solving a, a problem. I'm still solving the same or similar problem, mm-hmm. but it has really um, smoothed out the edges of the business yeah. and uh, been a great funnel. It's, you know, building out a community, I think is something that is starting to get on more and more people's radar, right? What if instead of having one big client, I had 20 smaller clients with the risk diversified because the infin- the internet makes it very scalable to serve many people at once.
0: Yeah. Well, and you can have, you know, there's, there might be an offer where I'm, you know, where you're working directly with me, you're going to pay a lot more money, or I have an offer where, Hey, here's kind of a done with me method. You know, where we're, we're kind of working together. I'm looking over your shoulder method. And I mean, that's infinitely scalable in, in today's world.
1: Exactly. And to your point earlier, it's it's all about cash flow, right? Yeah. If you're trying to leave your business, you're trying to get your business to really work, it's all about cash flow. Mm-hmm. And I I I think it's great to really focus on one stream of of cash flow if you have none, but mm-hmm. that's not the goal. The end game is how can I get to 3 to 5 to 10 different streams of income? And yeah. the podcast is a really great tool for doing that. I think absolutely. Yeah,
0: podcast yeah. and yeah, and, and I think it's just it's one of those things that you don't have to be great to begin with <laughs> you can suck at the beginning I mean get you know the the first 25 shows I did I don't think a single person listened to them but it was me getting on you know getting on camera getting on the the uh, microphone and just talking and just kind of getting my thoughts together um it, it helped me develop my product line later on down the road
1: absolutely it and that's really what I try to focus on with with people that are new to podcasting because I spent tens of thousands of hours, tens of thousands of dollars in dark, dank rooms and with crappy mics and lighting that looked terrible. And so just trying to get people up to speed as quickly as possible mm-hmm. so that you can skip that learning portion. So you look great and you sound great. It, th- there is a learning curve to your point. I mean, you start anything off it right off the bat. I just, I joined the, uh, joined back up in the gym after a, a long hiatus mm-hmm. and I I decided to hire a a trainer. I wanted a trainer because A, I didn't want to injure myself. And B, I wanted to go a lot faster. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get comfortable with the processes. I hadn't worked out my chest or my legs in five or six years since having kids. And I said, I I want someone to kind of help me get into this much more quickly, much more safely and uh, much more efficiently. Plus,
0: there's an accountability to it. I'm paying this person and I'm paying them if I show up or not. So I better show up to it.
1: That's, I mean, that's a really important point, you know, put giving away stuff for free is great, but if it's free, you know, it's much easier for people to say, eh, I don't need to do it. As soon as they put a dollar in they yeah. say, okay, well, I invest in my money. Now I have to do it. That's a very valid point. There's a psychological, there's a psychology that goes behind that. That is spot on. Absolutely. Well, what's, uh,
0: what's new in your world today that, uh, that you want to talk about?
1: Well, Listen, there's always things moving and shaking, baby. But what I'm really excited about now, I mean, I could start to go down the NFT rabbit hole. I'm very, I'm very bullish on those over the next three to five years. But over the next six months, what I'm really excited about is how do we run ads that drive traffic to our podcasts? Mm -hmm. And how do we leverage that traffic to generate income from sponsors? It is, it is really what I'm focused on over the next six months, um, because just over the past 60 to 90 days of running ads, I've grown my show massively, almost quadrupled the listenership. Wow. And that increase in listenership is already starting to manifest uh, benefits in sponsors. I'm able to go to sponsors with data, with numbers, and say, listen, this is what you get when you work with me. Um, and so, going into January, February, March, I'm looking at um, generating a lot more income from bigger and better sponsors. Leveraging that income to run more and more ads as we get more listeners and more traffic on a, a 30-day basis. I'm going to go to the next sponsor and say, "Listen, this is what I can provide you. This is what um, this is what we're looking at as far as growth." And so, really, just trying to build out that infrastructure of run ads, get more listeners, get more sponsors is. Kind of my obsession over the next six months. I love that. I
0: love that. I'm I'm excited to kind of follow along with you and, and see how all that's working and um and and hopefully I'd, I I want to be you and when, when I grow up. So
1: <laughs> well, and just <laughs> I really appreciate that. By the way, you know I'm very accessible. You can find me all over the place at Mark Savant Media. Yeah. Um, but you know, selfishly, I think why this is important for me and my podcast as a whole this is going to be really valuable to my business yeah. because now when a client comes and says, Hey, Mark, I want to launch a show. I can say, Hey, I've got this base package, but if you want the premium guaranteed top 100 listing, we're mm-hmm. going to run ad traffic behind it. And I could quadruple the price of my, my service, or maybe even yeah. more. Yeah. And so again, starting off with small problems and continuously solving bigger and bigger problems is is where uh, I think that I'm able looking
0: to, at. you know, you you've got, you'll have this experience too of, Hey, I've gone out and negotiated with all these different sponsors and, you know, let me, you know, I, I can do that for you too. You know, that done for you service, you know, all that adds tons of value
1: for somebody. So I, I love that idea. That's right, baby. That's, I mean, that's how you get out of your day job. That's how you get out of the job. You don't like is by continuously focusing on bigger and, and better problems and figuring out better solutions. Absolutely.
0: I love it. All right. Time for the fast five questions. You ready?
1: Let's go. Let's go.
0: All right. First question. Wake up in the morning. Business is totally gone. You still have the info in your head, $500 in your pocket, a laptop computer, a place to live. What are you going to do first?
1: Great. So a lot has gone terribly wrong to put me into this position. But I think the first thing we need to look for is sales. I need to get some cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And so, assuming I still have my network, I would first start off by optimizing my LinkedIn profile. I'd make sure my LinkedIn profile looks tight, it looks legit. I would put together an offer, which in my case would probably be a podcast launch, some sort of package deal. And then I'd reach out to everyone that's in my email list. I'd reach out to my connections. I'd be looking for leads, I'd be following up on leads. I'd also, again, because my LinkedIn profile has been optimized, I'd go to LinkedIn. I would start connecting with as many people as possible. I would be leaving tons of posts on comments on LinkedIn. I'd probably spend about eight to 10 hours a day the first week mm-hmm. just on LinkedIn, sending messages, engaging with comments, connecting with people, because I want to spend a lot of my time connecting with people. And then inevitably, they're going to click on my profile and say, who is this handsome young man? Mm-hmm. They come to my LinkedIn profile and my LinkedIn profile does the selling. I'm not doing the selling. My profile does the selling. Mm-hmm. And that would be this, the stance I would take. And I would try to, you know, get to a five to $10,000 uh, revenue during that first month, I think is what I'd be shooting for.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay.
1: What's the biggest
0: business mistake you've ever made?
1: So there's been many. Um, <laughs> Pick one. I, I think we call them happy accidents in the Bob <laughs> Ross world. Um, I think that that probably. So I think that probably the the biggest mistakes that I've made revolve around clarity, hmm. and and what I mean by that is being too broad in who I serve and the problem that I solve. Right, I I see this a lot in the in the online marketing world. People say I'm I do marketing. Marketing is like a hundred thousand things. Mm-hmm you know and so i i think that was probably one of the mistakes being too broad at first um and and then being being too broad about the problem that i solved you know i i spent um i spent a long you know so at first when i was starting my business i would take on anyone that had money i would i'd work with them mm-hmm. because i was just trying to figure out the problem that i solved and i i didn't you know nobody was very upset nobody demanded a refund or anything like that but through that process i i you know I was too vague up front. I hmm. didn't know exactly what to deliver. I didn't know exactly what that experience would look like. I was trying to kind of stumble my way through it. And so I, I think that going back, the most valuable thing would be super clear on who I serve, what's the problem that they have and how can I solve it? And, and and I think that a lot of that comes with experience. You know, you don't know where the pothole is until you've maybe stumbled through it once or if maybe it's pointed out, hey, the, by the way, you're about to step in that that pothole. So I, I think that would be the biggest mistake that I had made was being mm-hmm. too broad, being too vague.
0: Yeah. Well, and at the beginning, it's like, I just need money and I'm going to try and find it anywhere. And there you you learn that one, it's not always consistent. And two, that might not be the people that are best that you want to work with.
1: And the, well, that's true too. There yeah. were definitely clients I worked with. I'm like, I don't know if this is the, you know, great person, but I don't know if this is the type of person that I'm built to serve. Yeah. Um. And so I, I think that that's important too. And I was actually talking to Chris Doe about this, uh, the founder of The Future on my show after I was an entrepreneur. And I said, is it better to go too broad or too niche? Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think that there's a balance. Yeah. And especially when you're starting off and you're trying to figure out where your lane is, I, I think that, I don't think there's a necessarily a problem with being too broad because like you, to your point, Jeff, I just want to generate income. I want mm-hmm. to keep trying to solve problems. I'm going to work with different people until I can get clear on yeah. where I want to be.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you, you don't know who sucks yet as far as a client. So you've got to really you've got to work with a few of them and get you, you need to get in there and realize, OK, I need to fire this client. And once you're you know, once you fire your first client, you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. And uh, now I now I don't have this this annoyance anymore. Even if they have money, I don't have to deal with them anymore. Um, and you also start to realize, you know, there's people that I'm working with that I'm making nothing. I love them but I'm making nothing from them and I've got to find that happy medium of people I love and people who have money. Um, and then, you know, that's where it becomes, Hey, this is my, these are my people. I, you know, and now all I have to do is just create
1: lots more of them. Absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. Alex Hormozzi had a great post about this just the other day that said, solve rich people problems. They pay better. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yep, You're right. <laughs> Spot on. I do think you know, uh, in order to solve the rich people problems, you need to be able to walk the walk. You need to be able to talk the talk. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, the re- the, the reason why rich people choose people is because, um, because of experience, because of clarity, and and so on and so forth. So, well,
0: but, but you know, and I, I, I my friend Chris Crone puts it best the, uh, out of anybody. He goes, you know, you can hire a coach or a mentor. He's like a coach is somebody who theoretically understands how to make something happen. A mentor is usually in the field you know, playing the game right alongside of you at that time. Who do you want to spend your money with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that makes complete sense. Uh, in the long run, it's like, yeah, I want to I want to I want to hire mentors that are going to help me because they've been
1: there and they I, I want to be where they're at. You can go way farther, way faster. and In fact, that might have been one of my bigger business mistakes was not investing in myself and in communities yeah. uh right off the bat. You know, I, I think being in podcasting was helpful because I was still connecting with people and asking them questions that were relevant. But I, I totally agree. Being yeah. studying who's studying what works and studying people that that are making it work is a really quick way to get ahead. Yeah. Really quick way.
0: Well, and I mean, I, I will tell you, just you know, one of the things as I switch to doing more interviews again on this show, I mean, my whole world in the last twelve months. I mean, my world has completely changed. I mean, I've met some of the coolest people that I would have never come across. Had I not been doing a podcast, these are people that I would have never come across in my life. They're just amazing human beings. Um, and my career and you know where I'm going when, with my businesses has completely changed because of the last 12 months. And I completely credit it to the incredibly cool group of people that I've worked with and gotten to know. And, you know, a lot of them are podcast hosts, too, you know, because we all we all go on each other's shows. Um, but, you know, it's these amazing people that are like, hey, we're all kind of this weird little community of people. And we all thought, you know, we're all alone in our little Booth or whatever we're recording this stuff in, and you realize there's lots more people out there like you that are trying to make it, and we're learning from each other and everything else. So it's, you know, for people that want to become a podcast host, uh, you know, you you need to be you need to figure out some way to include interviews in there so that you start to get to know more and more people. And you know, now I know people all around the world that I would have never known before.
1: You love to see it. You love yeah. to
0: see it, baby. Ah, I love it. What's a good book that you would recommend for our
1: audience? So I actually just recorded an episode on my top five books of the year. I historically not been a reader, Mm -hmm. but I now I'm a a reader. Very helpful. So the the top book for me for 2022 was 100 million dollar offers by Alex Hormozy. Okay, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think I would recommend that specifically for someone who's, who's trying to develop their offer They're you know, you, you you're, you're just trying to break out of that job. You're trying to figure out how you can sell more for, for more money um, or s- how to sell less for more And hundred million, hundred million dollars offers is exceptional with that. I, I'm going to give another quick bonus because I think this is probably the best lifestyle book that I've read. And that's mm-hmm. atomic habits. Yes. By James clear. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. If you're trying to eliminate bad habits or or uh, negative habits and trying to implement more positive habits, Atomic Habits is brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant.
0: There's a and there's a, a companion workbook that somebody else did that goes really well with that. I I just happened to see it and I was like, you know what? Let me. I because I listened to the book and I ended up. It, it was one of those that I listened to the book. On Audible, and I was like, damn, this is awesome. And then I ended up buying the book because I sometimes for me to make it real, I have to actually physically see it and hold it and everything else. And I found somebody that had a great workbook that sat side by side with that. And yeah, I I'm I'm right there with you. That was one of my top five books for this year, um, as well. Cause I just I think the world of James and his I mean his story is just so incredible. As it is, I mean, that that whole first chapter about him getting hurt and, you know, and, and him coming back from a very, very serious injury um, is just a it's just
1: such a cool story, too. It 100 percent. And, you know, honestly, that was one of the big things that I took away from that book was. Leveraging stories mm-hmm. to emphasize your points is so important, and in fact, it's completely improved my podcasting game. Yep. I I try to include, I just just, just over the past few months, I've started incorporating uh a, a a single episode. I record a single episode once a week where I'm picking out a key point from a book. And so I'll read a little bit from that book, like from Atomic Habits. They'll share a personal story and then a little piece of homework. And it's been very well received. Nice. Um very practical. But yeah Atomic Habits is a must-read. You gotta I don't know what to say. You got to read it.
0: Yeah. It's just it's one of those get it, you know, listen to it, get it, get it in every format you can get it in because you're going to want that. And it's just, it it is that good of a book. I mean, it was, it's that, it's that rare book that I'm, I don't put down and pick something else up and then come back to it later. It was one of those that I just blew through in a weekend and just absolutely loved it. And I think I've, I've listened and read it at least two or three times now. So love it. it. it is in my world of things I love. Um, what is a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend
1: for our audience? So there's a lot. <laughs> um, and I could give you a list of like Slack for team communication, Zapier for automated integration, um, Riverside for recording. But I think where I'd like to go with this question, Jeff, is artificial intelligence as a whole. Yeah. I started to really start experiment experimenting with tools like chat GPT. Um, I've started experimenting with art tools like mid journey. Mm-hmm. just went viral. I think AI is going to completely change the way we do everything. It's going to yeah. invalidate a lot of jobs and careers and in positions, but it's going to open up so many more just, just already. I'm leveraging AI to write the show notes for my shows, not solely, but they're a tool that I use in that show note production. And I think that artificial intelligence as a whole is going to become more and more important to our daily lives. So I'm very excited to continue using and playing with some of these AI tools. Yeah,
0: I love it. What uh, now? What do you use to to kind of convert your stuff into show notes? Which tool do you use for that?
1: Yeah, so I'm using a tool called CapShow. Capture. Uh-huh. Capture.io. I have an affiliate link with a discount if anyone is interested. You can email me mark at Marksvantmedia.com. I'll hook you up. That's Mark at Marksvantmedia.com. I'll hook you up with some, with a, a with a cheat code for the show notes or a discount for the show note tool. Uh, but Show, great tool, very efficient. Um, again, AI in general is not all the way there, mm-hmm. but it is just getting remarkably, remarkably powerful, and that's why I think that now is the time to start learning, testing, and trying it out so that you can really start to go fast once the right app that really changes the game comes well, out.
0: I mean, it, you know, and so one of my one of my mentors um you know as far as book writing goes, I mean, it, it that was basically what he told me. He's, he's like, dude, you you're sitting here creating shows all the time for your podcast. Take that, turn it into, you know, take that, turn it use AI to turn that into a something and that's a chapter of a book. And now you don't have to do it. So now you don't have to sit there in front of a blank page and add stuff to a blank page. You're basically going through and editing. And there's wonderful editing tools like Grammarly, which is my life now, um, you know, that can help you edit that down to the level that you want it to be edited. And now you can get a book done. I mean, you do six, seven, 10 shows. You've got a book that you can pop out right then and there. Hire an editor that can go in and edit it real quick for you. Hire somebody to to get it all set up and upload it to Amazon, and boom, you're an instant author with uh, with about ten you know ten episodes of recordings. If you're a podcast host, so you know once again, this is this is leveraging amazing technology that we have today. Um, Su- I love super
1: it. great point. I, I'll just expand just one level deeper on that. When most yeah. people think of a podcast, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to interview professionals, friends, you know, et cetera. But if you know that you're trying to teach one specific thing, like Mm -hmm. let's say how to launch a podcast, for example, you can lay out the curriculum. You can record a series of 10 podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. You can extract those for a book. You can extract those for a series of blog articles. You can extract those for YouTube. You can Yo, know, in the next six months, you could have all these create. You could completely corner the market, uh, just based off the background of, of of ten episodes of a podcast. To your point, point. Um, mm-hmm. and the podcast doesn't need to keep going forever. The podcast can mm-hmm. be a book.
0: Yeah. No, I mean one of my one of my best friends. Um, he he's got a podcast called The Better Business Coach. It only ever had twenty five episodes. It solved the problem for him. Was he wanted a, a podcast? He wanted to provide information for business coaches and, you know, get, help them learn how to do stuff better. It was free. He put it out there and that got people into his world because they would download things and, you know, he would have their email address and boom, he launched a whole business off of a 25 episode podcast, you know, that's been out there. I mean, he hasn't updated it in probably six, seven, eight years at this point. I mean, the last episode was like eight years ago. And, you know, it's still listened to, it's still on Amazon and,
1: or it's still on uh, Apple and everything else. It's, it's, a, it's an approach that doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's very yep. effective. Love it. Yep. Great, great, great for search optimization as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. Last question. What is your definition of freedom?
1: My definition of freedom would be waking up every morning and having the choice to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and listen i recognize technically you know i can wake up and i don't have to go to work i can call out but this you know this past monday my uh my kids were out of school and i just said we're going to hang out we're going to go to the zoo today i didn't have to answer to anybody i didn't have to call out i have to lie or make up where i was going to be i just said i've got a team i've got email on my phone so if, if a client needs something i can help i'm just going to I'm just going to enjoy the day with my family. And I'll tell you what, my, my personal health, my family life, my relationship with my wife, don't mm-hmm. even get me started. Um, Has 10 X since leaving the job and really focusing on the podcast agency and the, the show itself, the after I was entrepreneur. I want that for more people, Jeff, because it's a, yeah. uh, it, it's, the the world would be a much happier place.
0: We, uh, yeah, we, we have similar goals, my friend. I, I, I'm tired of people getting up and going to a job that totally sucks. I mean, I did that for 25 years uh, before I finally bought my freedom. And you know, it's it it's just it, life is too short to to die at your desk. Um, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people dying at their desk every day. So let's uh, our our missions are, are aligned in helping people get to that point. Love so it. Mark, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, learn a little bit more or get in contact with you. I know you gave. Your uh, email before, but what's what's the best ways for people to find you?
1: I'm very active on just about every social media platform. Just okay. type in at Mark Savant Media, Mark Savant Media. That's with a K. That's at Mark Savant Media. You can find me, and the the podcast After Hours entrepreneur is on every platform. the The goal of the After Hours Entrepreneur is to help you leave that day job that you hate and get to your first six figure year. Let's mm-hmm. build up that infrastructure. That's what the After Hours Entrepreneur is about. And I'd love to talk to you, Mark Savant Media
0: awesome mark thank you so much appreciate uh, you being on today folks uh reach out to him he's an awesome dude and uh and listening to his uh listening to the after hours entrepreneur there's just there's some good stuff if if you're looking to get your freedom and if you're looking to do it from a media perspective this is the place that you can learn a ton um and hear you know stories from other people that are doing it uh as always we do two shows a week There is going to be a bit of a surprise coming up in January, and that is that I will be going back to me doing some shows again and talking a little bit about the concepts of Freedom Day and and a launch of the book, which is coming out uh, in about six weeks total. So I look forward to being able to share that with you and share some stories of people that I've interviewed on the podcast like Mark. So thanks a lot. Y'all have a wonderful holiday, and we will see you back here after the beginning of the year.